And welcome to another episode of the Sartorial and Geek Podcast by Webster Style. I'm your host, Webster Style, and today I want to jump right into it. One of the things that has been a defining aspect of my personal style for the past 11 or so years is a bow tie. Now, this is one of those things that as a younger man, I could not fathom myself wearing. It was something that I always associated with older men, and I didn't particularly see it as something that would be in my style repertoire. I had a co-worker who I really looked up to at the time, really great friend of mine. He wore bow ties and he always said, E, why don't you try it? Why don't you try bow ties you like? After we stopped working, about a year or two later, I bought my first bow tie. And that was all she wrote. I've been into bow ties ever since. My family members know when it comes for holidays, Christmas, birthdays, what have you, that getting me a bow tie is a great gift for me and that I will definitely use it and wear it all of the time. So let me tell you why I love bow ties and you should as well. Bow ties are different. Even though you have more and more men who are using bow ties to accent their style, those men are still few and far between. When you wear a bow tie, you notice someone else wearing a bow tie. Even if you're not wearing a bow tie, a man that wears a bow tie sticks out. He is noticed. So that's one reason I love bow ties and why you should too as well. Another aspect I always feel like bow ties are just fun. There is something about a bow tie that there's a formality to it, but because it's so drastically different than a normal necktie, there's something fun and whimsical about it. It's, it's lighthearted and very, um, in many respects, in my opinion. So that's another reason why. And another reason, my third and final reason for why I love bow ties and you should love bow ties as well, they provide such a different vibe to your look. Like your look, the suit that you wear, your best suit looks amazing on you. But when you put a bow tie with it, it looks like something totally different in a good way. I have many suits, especially with some of my Alan Pettit suits that I've worn with regular neckties and bow ties. And I think a lot of times, especially the way I'm able to accessorize them, that my suits look better or I look better when I have a bow tie. So if you have not tried a bow tie, try one. I am pretty sure you will like it. The hardest part about wearing a bow tie is mastering how to tie a bow tie. That is one of the things that really took me a while. I do not discriminate on wearing pre-tie bow ties. I have no issues with that whatsoever. As far as I'm concerned, I feel as though that I'm cheating if I don't tie it myself. And in order to learn how to tie a bow tie, my first bow tie, I actually put it around my thigh and practiced tying it that way. So it became very much a matter of muscle memory when it came to tying my bow tie. And from there, I'm able to just put it on my neck, slip it on, go forward from there. And now I do it, you know, one hand time behind my back, blindfolded. It's like second nature now for me to tie a bow tie. And that's why I love bow ties, particularly because of their versatility. Now, there's one thing that I don't like, or I always say, I say hate is a strong word, but I borderline hate this and it's ilk. And that is the Apple Watch. Yes, I know many of you listening to this podcast probably are carrying an Apple device in your pockets with an Apple Watch strapped to your wrist. But it's not just Apple Watches. It is smart watches in general. As a techie, I love the idea of smart watches. 
I love them. I love the functionality. I love the fitness tracking. I love the fact that there are apps right there. But as someone who is a watch enthusiast, I don't want to wear just one watch every single day. That just, it just takes away from the image that I'm trying to convey in my life. Also, it takes away from me wanting to accessorize with whatever I have on. And with the accessories, not all accessories go with every single item of clothing that you wear. One of the things about the Apple Watch and smartwatches in general, people have no idea, I should say many people have no idea about how to properly wear them and accessorize them. The worst thing I've seen is that people wear this Apple Watch and it has this huge bulky band or bulky case. You're wearing a three-piece suit. It just totally contrasts with the sort of image you're trying to portray with that suit. And then you have this, in many sense of the words, ugly watch on that doesn't look like it goes with the image that you are trying to project. You have the same thing as wearing a uh, Casio G-Shock with a tuxedo. That's not the watch you would wear with the tuxedo. So why would you wear an Apple watch with a pink fluorescent case and a big bulky band with your nice suit that you're going for work? At least if you are wearing a smartwatch to work, to some sort of formal or business type business type setting, at least get a mesh band. At least get something that complements what you are wearing and you saw the image that you're going to project. And also that goes into what smartwatch you project. Now, I will say the Apple Watch, amongst all of the other sort of competitors out there, depending on what sort of band you get, can blend in very seamlessly with your business attire and I go very much about business attire because that's what I'm mostly in and I'm very much looking at things like that because frankly if you're just out in a you know a shirt and a pair of jeans or a pair of khakis and a pair of sneakers most watches will really go with whatever you're wearing it's those times where you need a specific sort of watch or sort of look in your watch and your timepiece to really correspond with your outer with your more business attire with the sort of professional projection that you're trying to get off give off so that's why i really hate the apple watch not so much the device itself but the fact that many people that i see and this is both men and women do not properly utilize the watch or accessorize the watch to make it blend in with the attire with the look they're trying to get off especially in a professional setting there are many smartwatches that I love, uh, one of which is the, they aren't in existence anymore, the Martian line of smartwatches. They were really hybrid watches. They were regular watches, and they came with a digital LCD screen in the middle of them, which was pretty much became a ticker for any sort of notifications, messages, and some of the models had built-in voice integration where you could then talk to Siri or um, Alexa or Google Assistant, whichever one you had on your phone directly, which I found to be very useful uh, with some of the Martian watches. I actually have two. One is the Notifier and one is the uh, G2G. I forget which model it was, which actually had the voice capabilities. And I absolutely love them, but I wouldn't necessarily categorize them as a smartwatch because they just pretty much showed you your notifications. They don't have the full functionality of the apps and things that you find with your Samsungs or your LGs or your Apple Watches. So that's why I hate, quote unquote, hate the Apple Watch and smartwatches in general. But also, that functionality comes into I just like wearing different types of watches it's it brings me great joy to go to my watch case and to pick out which watch I want to wear corresponding with 
the colors I have on, with the look I'm trying to project. Uh, sometimes I just want to be able to grab a watch that just goes with everything. Other times I want something a bit more sporty. And yes, you can do that by changing up your bands with your various smartwatches. But many people, a lot of people that I see, don't do that whatsoever. So when they come into the office, they come into a business meeting, they're doing a presentation. And I've noticed this because I've, I've done this. I've been drawn to their smartwatch because it's big, it's bulky, the colors don't match, the suit and tie and whatever combination or dress that they have on, and it looks totally out of place. And maybe it's because I'm superficial, but I will spend a lot of that time being drawn to that watch because it clashes so much than what he or she is trying to present. And I don't want smartwatches to die at all. I really am looking forward to smartwatches becoming a lot more refined and in many ways interchangeable but it's one of the things i don't want them to die at all i love them to death they're just not for me and speaking of death one of the things that i've revisited lately because of that comiXology unlimited subscription that i'm currently on a free trial for is superman number 75 if you're not familiar with superman number 75 that is the infamous death of superman comic book i literally have not read this comic since it was first published in was it 1993 94 i totally forget actually no i think it was like 92 and it, it was my freshman year of high school when it came out so it had him in 92 or 93 one of those uh, two years and simply because i had two copies of that book one i kept in a black bag one i opened and i gave that open copy to my dad back then so i literally have never read it since then and i was going back because that issue was on that comiXology unlimited subscription i've gone back and i've read through it and one of the things that i wasn't took for granted then that i'm impressed with now is the artwork of the book dan jurgen's artwork for that book his artwork is a little bit angular but he conveys so much emotion in that book especially with the interaction with superman and lois in that battle with Doomsday and how Superman knew that he was dying. And Lois kind of had the inclination that he wasn't making them out a lot. And just the way Dan Jurgens drew those action scenes. I really say those those scenes made that book. They really conveyed the heart and the desperation of the situation. And it really made the event itself so much more powerful. No mind you, you know, Superman has died again and, and come back and they've had a new 52 and they've retconned things. And, you know, recently they've had the Midnight Clock and the Watchmen to the DC Universe. So, so many things have changed since that book came out. But when that book came out and then the storyline before and the storyline afterward, that was really a landmark in Superman's history at the time. Also just comic storytelling because you because you had never had such a shakeup. I wouldn't even equate that to the whole Batman Nightfall storyline that happened the year or two before where Batman was had his back broken by Bane and was replaced by John Paul Valley, a.k.a. Azrael. I wouldn't even equate that to being the same sort of landmark shift in a character. The whole Superman book, the death, the reign of Superman and the rebirth really shaped Superman comics for years to come. I mean, they did away with a lot of that as they do over the years, but it really made the character in many respects more human and more relatable. That was really the first time I had gotten into Superman books. And I read even after he came back because those books, that death book particularly, made Superman human to me. It made him 
relatable to me. So that's one of the things that this Comixology Unlimited subscription, again, this is not a plug. I am not getting any kickbacks from Amazon on this. But it's just one of those things that I found. Let me see what it's like before the trial period ends. See what's there. And this is one of those things that I found. And I, I'm really enjoying it. The book, I'm really enjoying the subscription. So if you have it, check out Superman 75. It's a really great book to read all these years later to really go back and look at it from a cultural standpoint. But also as an adult to really examine the different aspect, aspects of the book to see what made it work. Now, this is not my death or the death of the podcast, but this is the end of the podcast. I want to thank you all for joining me again on another episode of the Sartorio and Geek Podcast by Webster Style. Again, I'm your host, Webster Style. You can find me at various places on the internet at sartorioandgeek.com. WebsterStyle.com, WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at WebsterStyle or also the dedicated page for the podcast on IG, Sartorio and Geek. Again, thank you very much for your time.